Ian Trache here with Sonny Borelli. He's the state senator, District 5 majority whip for the state of Arizona. Uh, Sonny, take a moment for the, those of you who uh, are not familiar with who you are and what you do. Uh, please make an introduction for yourself. Well, I'm a state senator. Uh, my district is uh, legislative District 5, which is Mojave and La Paz County, which is basically three-quarters of the west coast of Arizona because we have our own coastline, Colorado River. I live in Lake Havasu City. Uh, I've been there since 2000, long as I've ever lived in any one spot my entire life. Uh, love it there. It's a great, great city. And uh, I got elected to the legislature in 2012 in the House of Representatives. I did four years there, two terms, and then I came over to the state senate. I'm on my third term right now. I got one more term to go, and I'm termed out because we have we have term limits. So um, you do, but yeah. some some others don't. Okay. No. Yeah, we, yeah, we have, pun, pun. yeah, we have, yeah, we have, yeah, exactly. But yeah, you can go back and forth, back and forth, right? But uh, you're right, you're right. Nancy but, Pelosi uh, have term limits? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Okay, yeah, the Pelosi Raptor. Yeah, that's what. I- <laughs> but uh, anyway, but uh, I'm the Senate Majority Whip. It's it's part of leadership. It, you know, members in the Senate vote you for leadership position. So um, I'm the guy who runs the caucus, the caucus meeting, and you know, do the parking spaces and seating assignments on the floor, a bunch of other stuff like that. But a lot of times it's like pushing the majority um, uh, agenda, stuff like that, getting people on board in okay. certain ways. All right, so Sonny, uh, what got you involved in Arizona politics? Where, where do you hail from? Where, where are you from originally? You're a 20, 20 year Marine vet, 20 plus year right. Marine vet? Well, I was born in upstate New York when I was a little kid. With, you know, I was left when I was like four. Italian? Yeah. And I uh, moved to California with my parents, and then the folks split up when I was in the sixth grade. And went to, In California? In California. I went to Texas with my dad. I uh, left Texas in the 10th grade, moved back to California to be with my mom. I joined the Marines in 1977. And uh, retired in 1999 from the Marine Corps, moved to Arizona, escaped from California. So, I, like I said, bad we, even back then. Oh yeah, it was back. Yeah, back then. Yeah, it's escape from Hickey California. power. It's just crazy. Yeah, yeah it's nuts, California. So I escaped from California and Arizona. The longest I've been in one spot is Lake Havasu. Love it there. So look, Sonny, I'm actually uh, didn't tell you this earlier, but I'm actually a fourth generation from California. I was born in a city called Oakland, on the other side of the bay from San Francisco. Yep. But I've been uh, been in, uh, in Florida now for about a decade, and I started my my show in, in, in Florida. From a man who served your country, what are you looking at right now in in 2021? What what is the United States to you? From a man, of course, that 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 born in New York, raised in California, Texas. What's going on in your country right now? Um, I'm afraid for our country. Um, what's on the horizon is not very pretty. What we've seen this last election cycle and over the last couple of years anyway, I mean, uh, on the election process, I said this back in 18 where, you know, when we got Senator Sinema got elected in Arizona and we got uh, uh, Katie Hobbs, our Secretary of State, who's a rabid socialist Democrat, I said, something's wrong with this elections here in Maricopa County. We better take a look at that. And, of course, oh, yeah, yeah, Sonny, you got the tinfoil hat on. I'm like, no, man, we're being set up for 2020. We better step up here and start taking a look at what's going on here. Because we had people ballot harvesting and dropping ballots off by the handfuls at the polling places. We had a lot of anomalies that were going, something's wrong here. And then, of course, this would happen this year. And I'm like, whoa, this is wrong. We're getting thousands of emails a day uh, from witnesses, voters that went to the polls, and they were turned away. They told they already voted. If somebody voted by mail, and they said, well, I, they've never been on the mail, vote-by-mail list. 
and all of a sudden they are, and somebody voted on somebody voted, uh, and then well here's a provisional ballot. Well, who what you vote got counted? The provisional ballot or the one that got mailed in? So these are the kind of things, and then the, the poll workers and the poll watchers, just all kinds of mess was going on. So we had to have a hearing. So we pushed for a house hearing, and uh, the house was pushing for a house hearing. We couldn't, the Speaker of the House wouldn't allow it. Who's that? So Mark, uh, uh, Rusty Bowers. So Mark Fitchum, who's in the house, um, him and Leo Biasucci, who's my seatmate, uh, he's in the, they're both in the House and I'm in the Senate. So we put together that November 30th hearing. Mark Fitchum was the lead dog in that sled to put that thing together. And, you know, Leo and I kind of helped coordinate it to make sure it happened. So that's when we heard nine hours of the testimony from, from regular citizens that were wit- of what they were witnessing, signing penalty and you know, affidavits on a penalty and perjury. That I mean, they have nothing to gain by coming forward on the things they saw. So that started the grass fire. Now, in the Senate, I kind of poured gas on that fire in the Senate. They pushed for a Senate hearing. Senate president agreed. I got the caucus behind it. And uh, so we had the Senate hearing. Then we issued subpoenas in December on Maricopa County to start the audit. And then when that's when the big fight started coming because that's when they fought our subpoenas and the media blasting us and every leftist organization in the world come out to try to stop the audit. They tried taking us to court. And bottom line is we just stayed focused and just ignored the noise. And we got the audit going, um, even though they threw up every roadblock under the sun to, 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 just to make it difficult and obstruct and resist. And, but we got the audit going, and, and then we... It's almost 90% done now. On September 24th, we had the uh, the report of what was done so far, um, and in that, we found a lot a lot of stuff. However, the media won't tell you that. The media is going to tell you even Fox News. Oh, uh, yeah, even Fox News. This is ridiculous. It's amazing that they're all in this big echo chamber. Um, the night before the meet, the night before the audit came out on the 24th, they came out already on social media that they they leaked somebody leaked a or they got a hold of a draft, a draft report. A draft is a draft. It's not. It's nothing. Okay. It, it's a rough draft. But they leaked it out that uh, the the actually the county attorney uh, leaked it out to the press that Biden won. He actually got more votes, and there's no fraud. Yeah, uh, the, the Senate didn't find any fraud. The audit team didn't find fraud. Blah blah blah. But the bottom line is, Biden won. Okay, well that's the narrative. When that's their headline, you can go on with that headline, but the headline doesn't tell the whole story. Um, yeah, the county's numbers matched what the auditors found, numbers wise. Yes. But if you have a thousand dollars and two hundred is counterfeit, you still have a thousand dollars. Not legitimately, no. Exactly right. So this is what we found. We found ballot envelopes that were submitted, allowed in, that had no signature on them, whether they got mailed in or somebody dropped them off at a polling place. And they accepted that. And once you separate that ballot from the envelope, you can't marry the two up again. So they allowed that to happen. That's an illegal vote. That's an illegitimate vote. They allowed over 5,000 of those ballot envelopes to be submitted. There's some ballot envelopes that just had a... Just Who is they? Who's they? The county election department. Um, and the even some of the ballots that just had a, just a pen mark over in the corner where the signature block is at, they allowed another 5,000 of those ballots to go in. 
you know, these are the kind of shenanigans that was going on. They allowed this to happen. Those are totally illegitimate ballots. They should never get, get allowed in there. So they broke the law right off the That's illegal right off the bat. You're violating state law. Um, and then, of course, there's the canvassing portion of it where you have over 25 people registered to vote at a, at a vacant lot that somehow voted. It's a vacant lot with no mailbox. How does that mail-in ballot get to the voter if there's no mailbox, if it got mailed out, then, but then it still got counted in the system? Somebody did something. So how does it get there? You're not supposed to forward the ballot. It didn't get forwarded. If you want to request a, to forward your ballot because of some kind of emergency issue or whatever, you have to you have to request that. It's got to be in writing. It's got to be, you know, you have to apply for that. None of that stuff is on record. So we have we have thousands of those examples. Now, Biden allegedly won by 10,457 votes. But when you start in Maricopa, adding, in Maricopa just that's statewide. No, statewide. That's a statewide. So if you start looking at these, this is just Maricopa County alone. Hell, I'm already fine. Just just, just identified 10,000 on those ballot envelopes being submitted. Not only that, but then you've got people that are just kind of like ghost voters. How did these, these things get in the system? They they deleted stuff off the election equipment. We have adjudicated ballots that a spoiled ballot. A spoiled ballot could be something as simple as you, you, you get the ballot mailed to you. You filled it out at home, but you spilled coffee on it. So somehow it doesn't go through the machine. So it's a spoiled ballot. So now it's got to be adjudicated. That means somebody's there, looks at your spoiled ballot, and they have to make a hand copy of it. So they go Biden for Biden or Trump for Trump. But here's the problem. We have a 550% increase in spoiled ballots, okay, which is the adjudication ballots. But you have ballots that you can't associate the copy with the spoiled ballot. So we don't know how many ballots got counted, the spoiled ballot got counted, and the duplicated got counted. We don't know if they got counted twice. We don't know. You're not supposed to, you're supposed to marry them up. They're supposed to stay together. We don't even have that. That see, these are the kind of things that went on. We have we have testimony and, and people that were, were at the the audit that were counting every ballot, looking at all the bubbles, and they noticed that they had a lot of ballots that obviously did not have the ballot bubble was not filled in by a human hand. It obviously resembled that somebody xeroxed a copy of a ballot, and that's wow. injected in the system. And a lot of these were so so called mail in ballots. Wait a minute, where's the fold? <laughs> I mean, so they have so much mess. This thing, so much stuff that's a mess here. We have evidence that it was there's internet hookup capabilities, you know, Wi-Fi, that kind of thing. So all this stuff has been turned over to the attorney general for an investigation. The attorney general has already started the investigation on this. The election integrity, the election integrity unit is already investigating. Um, I hope that they're going to open up a criminal investigation because we've already identified certain individuals that we have date and time of when they when the machines were deleted stuff like that was deleted on the machines the election servers uh a lot of that manipulation we have a date and time and we can identify these people because of the security cameras so we have people we can identify all that stuff's been turned over to the attorney general hopefully they open up a criminal investigation and they can criminally charge somebody and hold some people accountable and you know what uh, i always tell everybody we follow the evidence where the evidence takes us and that's what they keep preaching on. And, of course, everybody wants this wants this resolved, like, right now, because look what's going on in the country. Well, even if we reclaim the electors right now, it doesn't change it. It doesn't change the overall outcome nationwide. We still need two other states to step up and do the same thing and get it back. Like? And, like, uh, 
Georgia, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania Wisconsin, uh, Michigan. Uh, heck, even even Nevada, for God's sakes. They had they said they had forty thousand people voted. They don't even reside in the in the state. I mean, how does that happen? We have the same kind of a. Uh, um, uh, findings in Arizona where people voted in Maricopa County but they don't even live in Mojave Maricopa County anymore we have people that don't even live in the state anymore but somehow they voted these kind of things now we're cross-checking data from the state of Washington because they have their voter rolls are showing that there's possibility that these people from Washington State are even registered to vote in Arizona so we're going to comparing those notes because we have all these anomalies so these are the things Prospectively, where do we need to go? I think we need to go to back to a paper ballot, hand count vote at the local precinct level. Precincts no more than a thousand people per precinct. We need to make sure that we have accountability on every ballot. Every ballot should be treated just like currency. Arizona passed a law that that actually has a ballot that has ten counterfeit countermeasures on it. You can't Xerox it off. You know it's your ballot. You can screenshot or scan the QR code. So you can track your ballot to make sure that your ballot gets counted. It's unique to you. Only you know it. They're all randomly shuffled in the pile. But if you have a 1,000 registered voters at a precinct, there should be accountability for every 1,000 pieces of paper. So if you've got 900 people that vote, then uh, you better have 100 pieces of paper left over. That's the kind of accountability we need, to, we need to have. We need to treat this just like currency because your vote is currency. It's your currency as an American citizen. I serve with the consent of the government. If that consent has been compromised, has been undermined, this country has seriously serious problems. We're no longer a constitutional republic. We end up becoming a banana republic. We're not having elections. We're having appointments and selections. And that's not what this country's not all about. That's not what I signed up for at 18 years old in 1977. When I took that oath in 1977, 34 years ago, there's no expiration date on that oath. And I will not rest until we finally get down to the bottom of this. If we have proof that this stuff was this stuff was do in fact did in fact hook to the internet and things were manipulated in cyberspace and it was done by foreign adversaries, that's extremely concerning because that's but we expect that from our foreign adversaries. That's why they're the adversary by title, right? But if we have domestic interference, that's called treason. Now, if we have domestic and foreign in concert with each other, holy sh- hell, we have. We have big problems in this country. Let it out, Sonny. And we, it is, holy shit, we have big problems. And we should not rest. We should need, Everybody needs to demand that their state legislators and hold their feet to the fire. If they don't stand for election integrity, they should resign right now because they're not honoring their oath of office. Because they're supposed to support and defend the laws of their state and the state constitution, the state constitution and the federal constitution. And if you're not honoring that, then just go home because you're useless. You're not here for you're not you're not here to get work for the people. You're just trying to be you're just being self-service, and uh, you're weak. And we need to get rid of that. We need to start purging those weak sisters and voting them out and getting people in there that, that's going to stand with integrity. Very simple. Real simple. Uh, in a simplified and, and like way. I said, that that internet hook hookup and cyberspace manipulation. That's a national security issue. I, and I spoke to Donald Trump a couple months back. He, he spoke, and he, and he wanted to thank me for my courage and, and, and stuff like that. And I said, and he called me a hero. I'm, a, I'm not a hero. Heroes' names are etched on a wall, okay? Heroes, there's 13 phone conversation. There's, or- th- these are 13, there's 13 heroes that died in Afghanistan. Those are heroes. I'm just a guy. I'm not a politician. I'm a Marine on a mission. And my mission is to serve my district the best way I can. But when 
you have national when you have this going on, it's a national security issue. And I said, President Trump, regardless of who wins or loses on, on this, well, the audit, whatever it finds, it, you know, the, the chips fall where they may. And he goes, I have no, he says, Sonny, I have no problem if I lost legitimately. I said, I agree. I believe he won. But if we have this kind of interference on the cybersecurity stuff, we have big problems. That's a national security issue. That means we're not running. Who's running this country? Somebody else is running this country. Your electeds are not running the country. Deep staters are. And we all need to step up. We all need to step up. So you mentioned the term deep state. Presidents prior to Trump did not speak of the deep state. JFK perhaps alluded to it. He said he wanted to splinter the CIA into a thousand pieces. Got his head blown off because, coincidentally enough, he had inserted silver certificates into the in, 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 into circulation. Where people could actually walk into a bank and walk out of the bank with a piece of silver. There's no intrinsic value behind our currency. 1971, Nixon abolished the gold standard. We have issues economically. But, Sonny, what's the deep state? Trump started talking about this. What is this? How do you define this? What, what do you, what, what, what's well, being well, the talked deep, about? deep state is you have unelected bureaucrats that are running things. Look at Fauci. Look at that. I mean, look at what you got all these different departments. That's that's really that's the swamp. It's it's the state and government agencies that are running things. We deal with that in the state in Arizona and because because we have term limits, the state agencies have the we be attitude. We be here after you're gone. So I pass a law, I get a law passed. And if they don't like it, they can, they put up the bureaucratic resistance on, on, on rolling it out or defending it. Look at what's going on here. Now you've got private industry doing the bidding of the federal government. Look at the, the vaccine mandates. This is ridiculous. You're shutting people down. You're, you're, you're forcing people to quit the job or get the jab. That's ridiculous. This, this is, that's Nazi Germany. This is not America. Look, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. If you want to get the vaccine, have at it, go ahead, do whatever you want, whatever makes you happy. But don't mandate me to do that. Don't tell me I have to get something that I, that I, that number one, it's not FDA approved, it's killing live animals, and I'm not going to be your test subject, pure and simple. If you want to get the jab, go right ahead. But you know what? Convince me, don't coerce me. If you got to coerce people, you got to bribe them to, to get this something, something to Blasio, I'll give you, I'll give you a shake, I'll give you a hamburger. Yeah. Oh, what about, what are they doing in California? Oh, well, a million dollars if somebody gets a jab on the, the lottery. Give me a break on that. That's, that's ridiculous. Now you're like, you're threatening livelihoods. If we have the city of Tucson, who is literally the mayor and council of Tucson, mandated that all city employees, every one of them, police, fire, all the, all the other city agencies, if they don't get the vaccination by, I think, 8 December or something like that, then they'll, they'll be terminated. Holy shit, what's up with that? And, they, 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 and the mayor said, if you don't do this, this is a sign of insubordination. Well, wait a minute. The state legislature in Arizona passed a law, no vaccine mandates, no mask mandates. But the education industrial complex took us to court and sued us on one of the budget burbs that we did, about the budget reconciliation bill, a burb. Um, they sued us because... They, fought, they wanted to fight one of the things that we had in there for education funding. Well, part of that had the mask and vaccine uh, <coughs> anti ban on vax uh, mandates, right? Um, well, because the judge ruled against us, they saw that as license to go to flip us off. So, but, but the governor's going, we're not doing the mandate thing. The legislature, we're not doing the mandate thing. So now you got a mayor saying, 
flipping us off, showing insubordination towards the state legislature and the governor. Wait a minute. Cities and counties are political subdivisions of the state. It's the same problem that we have with Maricopa County. When Maricopa County supervisors chose to fight our subpoena on the election. And we have standing because in the, the Constitution, the state legislature is the one who sets the standard time and place of the manner for the elections. We have, we have the authority to do that. We can delegate authority down the counties to run the election, but the overall responsibility falls on the state legislature. So, but they're a political subdivision. So you have a political subdivision telling the state state senate, "Sorry, but we're not going to we're not going to obey your and comply with your subpoena." Well, wait a minute, but that yeah, they want everybody else to comply with that insubordination. Yeah, yeah it's insubordination, right? Sonny, is there a link between the COVID nineteen and the Great Reset? Are you familiar with this Great Reset, Klaus Schwab? Are these European central bankers manipulating uh, you know, the United there, States there, government? There's strong uh, possibilities in that, and there's a lot of evidence that's pointing towards that. I'm hearing that even in Europe, is they might be banning the vaccination over there. So I've heard that one too. So we'll see what happens because they're, that's finding, music to my they're, ears. they're finding out that. Uh, this stuff might, may be dangerous and it's killing more people than it's going to be helping. I'm sorry, if you got to get the vaccine and still be a so-called super spreader, I had COVID last year, June of last year, okay? And uh, What was it like, having a flu virus? It, it, was, it felt like a dry cold, you know, I... The one thing that How'd you know he had it? He got tested. You know, I just felt I just felt I had bad. You know, I just felt bad until my son started complaining about my cooking because my I guess my taste, my sense of taste was gone, and I was over seasoning everything. So he wanted a pizza. So he ordered a pizza. So I, I, I took a bite of pizza. I'm like, oh, this this tastes nasty. He goes, Dad, I'm telling you, you got COVID. I'm like, you're crazy. So my girlfriend encouraged me, go get the you need to go get tested. So the next day I want to go to get tested. You know, I called him up to make an appointment. Well, too much basil on yeah, this one, Dad. Yeah, I, oh, I was like, yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> And uh, he's like, I'm like, so, you know, I, I called up urgent care to make an appointment. There's no, you got to get here by 7 a.m. because we fill up quick, you know, fast with the kit. So I get there at 7.15. There's 30 people ahead of me. They didn't let anybody stay in the waiting room. I had to go wait in my car. It's Havasu. It's 100,000 degrees out. It's hot. I'm hungry. I'm sitting there. I'm looking at my phone because I'm getting to track where I'm in line. I go to Jack in a Box, get a, you know. Some breakfast, some go back to parking lot. I'm eating the jack, my breakfast jack. I'm like, oh, even this tastes nasty. But the coffee was good. Anyway, so they finally get me in there at 12.30. So there's nothing urgent about urgent care because I'm there from, from 7.15 to 12.30. They bore punch my brain. You know, they send me home. They tell me to quarantine myself for 14 days and totally get the results. They call me up eight days later. They tell me, this is on day eight, I get tested. Eight days later, they call me up and they give me the results. <laughs> And say, you're, you're just want to let you know you're positive. I'm like, okay. And, well, quarantine yourself for 14 days when you start feeling the symptoms. I'm like, okay. Well, that was uh, 16 days ago. You're um, <laughs> like, well, how do you feel? I'm like, I felt fine six days ago. Uh, so I'm good. Okay, so what do I do? Well, if you feel fine, but just wait for the health department, the county health department to call up to do the contract tracing. I'm like, Okay, this will be fun. The contact tracing. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, so I'm at home. I'm not going anywhere. And I stayed at home anyway because my son had gotten a wreck. So he had a head injury. So, but, you know, when somebody's got a head injury and, it, you know, minor TBI, you can't leave them alone because they're 50% most likely to commit suicide because they can't give them pain medication for a headache, right? So I'm at, you know, so I'm with him. So I'm not going anywhere. My, my girlfriend dropping groceries off in the garage. Garage door opens and it closes. I'm waiting for her to come in. And she calls me, go, oh, by the way, there's groceries in the garage. I'm like, why didn't you come in? Oh, you got COVID. I don't know <laughs> so, <laughs> so I go grab my stuff. And anyway, so four days later, they call me out. So I'm on day 20. 
the health department calls me up to do the contract tra- contact tracing, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be fun. So, because I know the county health department director, which is another story, but so I'm like, oh, okay, well, yeah, well, we want to know where you were, this and that. I'm like, well, let me tell you something. Um, I started feeling bad about 14 days after I picked my son up from the hospital. And I went to visit my son in the hospital, the ICU, um, and he was there for two days. So June, uh, June 8th through the 10th, I went there. And of course, I wore gloves. I had to wear a mask, and I made sure I wasn't going to touch anything because it's ICU. And I looked there was a COVID ward, and we heard this big story about the COVID ward is full, it's overflowing. And you know, I did peek in there, and I saw three beds full, and there's like 10 others that were open. Like, okay, this is a bunch of garbage. So, anyway, so I didn't touch anything. They offered, hey, would you like some coffee or something with your son? I'm like, no, no, I'm not touching anything. I'm making sure because I don't want to get sick. I get home. He's with me. 14 days later, I started feeling bad. That's when the clock started ticking. So I'm like, so the only place I was was the hospital. No, are you sure you didn't go to the store or anything? No, I didn't go to the store. I didn't go anywhere. Matter of fact, when he did the follow-up, his follow-up appointments with the doctor, I waited in the car. It's hot. I've seen him with the air conditioning on. And I felt bad. I felt like I just had a cold. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to deal with that. You know, he, he doesn't need me to hold his hand. So, so I caught it at the hospital. So, you know what? It's the hospital. Either that or I don't know. But I wore a mask. And I wore gloves. I didn't touch anything. I even hit the elevator with my elbow. <laughs> and you can't lick my elbow. <laughs> so, so I think this is all crazy. So, but, uh, Sonny, tell, uh, tell listeners a little bit about a little bit about the work that you're doing with Wendy Rogers. Wendy sat down with me uh, here uh, moments ago. Yeah. How is it that the two of you have come together? Uh, and, and I want listeners that are focusing in on, on this Arizona issue. What, Wendy's urgency was that Americans really need to remain focused on this yeah. voting fraud issue. Yeah, this has exactly. got to be exposed. It's got to be. We can't just move on, nope. be complacent. Comfortable. This is why they're throwing all these distractions at us. That's why they're they're going after parents for going to the school boards, fighting the uh, critical race theory. All these are distractions to get us off of the real theft, and the real theft is an honest, free, fair election. We need to stay focused on that. But you know, have faith. We're not backing off on this. I'm going to tell you that just because we're not we're silent right now on a lot of things coming out in the news, because we're just waiting for people to do their job, finish out their. The audit, you know, the audit investigation, meaning the attorney general's investigation. Once they finish that, uh, then we'll go from there. But they're t- throwing all these you distractions feel, at you. Feel confident in yeah, the results of that? Look, the election integrity unit—they've got everything that we've given them, all unredacted stuff. We've given them all the evidence. All they got to do is verify everything. Our, our findings—it's things got pretty much has a bow on it. So. Um, let them finish their doing. Hopefully, they'll do a criminal investigation, open up a criminal investigation, and then it'll go from there. But. Look, the, the, the media, they're throwing all these distractions at us. Cancel culture. I mean, all this garbage. Stay focused. You know, don't, don't lose sight of the ball. You need to call your state legislators up and tell them, if you don't stand for election integrity in this next election, you're done. Just just go home. Find your replacement. So you, this is what we need to do. Um, but, you know, um, Wendy got elected this year, this last okay. last, last yep. election. Um so she wasn't actually you know, sworn in when we did the November 30th hearing, but then when she got took office in, in January, uh, she's a fire she's a firecracker wow, man. She's, she's, made, she's yeah. on fire. You know, there's a lot of us. There's a there's a handful of us that are very vocal, but there's the other senators. Look, everybody's got their own job to do and their own talents of doing everything. Uh, we're the vocal ones. 
We, they're still behind us. We still have, a, you know, there's one, only one senator that's been the problem child, but we'll deal with that later. Who's that? Uh, Paul Boyer. And uh, he voted against the resolution to hold the, the supervisors in contempt earlier this year when, they, when the county was, was not complying with our, our Senate subpoena. We tried to hold them in contempt. Uh, he voted against it, so he voted with the Democrats. So the vote was 15-15, so there's only 16 Republicans to say. So, but we'll deal with that when the time comes. Uh, we need to do something else. But, you know, everybody's staying focused. So, you got Wendy Rogers, myself, you got Kelly Townsend, she's vocal in the Senate. <clears throat> Karen Fan, she's she's the president of the Senate. She's got her job to do. <clears throat> she does her way, her certain way of doing it. <clears throat> you know, we're not backing off on this. Uh, there's a lot of wannabe podcasters out there that want to twist things around and make themselves relevant. <clears throat> but we're staying focused and we're getting, the, we're getting the truth. Bottom line is we're getting the truth, we're getting the evidence. Uh, and we're, we're not backing off. It's just we're not going to – they, they can come after us all they want. The more they come after us, just give us more resolve that we're over the target. Because if they're not shooting at you, you're not a threat. They're shooting at us. We're over the target. Arizona left the – historically, as part of the Mexican Union, and you got Texas, Arizona, California, and Mexico. There's one star on their flags. That is a lone star on each of their flags. California has a bearer volt, one star. What is the general consensus in the state of Arizona, Sonny? Do are these people proudful of Arizona having been once its own country? It's it's a Republic of Arizona. Same with California, Texas. I think you probably understand where I'm going with. Are Arizonans? Would Arizona? Let me just say, I'm just going to ask you the question, Sonny. I'm just going to I'm just going to ask you the question. Well, Arizona became a territory of the United States. After the Mexican-American War. Okay. That territory, right. All right. Yeah. Um, are, are Arizonans, are, are, they, are, they, are, they, are, they, are they, the average everyday Arizonan, is Arizonan ready to play hardball with the federal government? Yeah. Yeah. The, the rank Give us an example file, of that. The rank, and, the rank and file citizens of Arizona are tired of this garbage that's going on. They're tired of being told you got to wear a mask. And, they, and the only places where they're getting away with that is in the Democrat-run cities, Phoenix, Tucson, and Flagstaff. It's the only place where these mayors and councils are getting away with this. And that's Wendy Rogers, Flagstaff, right? Yeah, Flagstaff is part of her district. But let me tell you, she's the thorn in their side. It's, yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful to watch them. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah, Flagstaff's part of her district. Yeah. But, but, uh, right. but it's the big Democrat-run cities that's actually putting all this t- this thumb on everybody's, you know, on, you know they're on putting the boot on everybody's neck. It's amazing how these liberals are all about freedom, right? What does the word liberal mean? Everybody thinks, oh, I'm liberty, a liberal. Yeah. I'm a liberal. I want Statue of Liberty? Uh, yeah. Well, they, oh, a liberal it means to be more more liberated about certain things or whatever. Wait, does that mean liberal meaning more freedom or is it more government control? It's more control. Let's reality. That's what they're all about. They can say they, they're all about the distraction. Okay? The Democrat D, distract, distort, dis- <laughs> destroy. A whole bunch of D words that come up later. But, yeah. but that's what they're all about. And uh, people, people are tired of it. I, don't, I got friends that were registered Democrats and they're going, this is bull. I didn't vote for Biden, and there's no way I really? voted for that. Yeah, yeah. Come on, let's. The math doesn't even work right. You're going to tell me a guy that has a rally, a people sitting in the middle of hula hoops, gets more votes than Barack Obama did? Gets more votes than Donald Trump, who can fill football stadiums? This 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 guy can barely. This guy this guy can barely uh, draw sentences. 
much less a crowd. You're going to tell me he won? And of course, how many states at midnight or at 1 o'clock in the morning stop yeah, counting? Right. Yeah, we all saw And then all of a sudden changes? Yeah. I mean, the odds of that are astronomical. That's like being in Nevada hitting megabucks in three different towns on the, the megabucks um, com, uh, casino game, slot, slot machine game. We win the megabucks, three different slot machines in three different parts of the state at the same time. The odds are astronomical. There's not enough stars in the sky. Yeah, there's a Miami-Dade police report of a 100-mile, not 100-car, 100-mile-long caravan of Venezuelans and Cubans, Trump supporters. Yeah. 100-mile long. So We had the same thing in Arizona. You did. We have 100 miles, 94-mile-long, everybody was lined up, shoulder-to-shoulder, Trump flags. In Lake Havasu, we had a Trump boat parade. There's 3,000 boats on the lake. And of course, it was, it was great. Everybody lined up along the channel and Alice. You got to come to Lake Havasu. It's a beautiful city. Okay. But they had over 3,000 boats, Trump parade. And you're going to tell me this guy won Arizona? No flipping way. No flipping way. So, look, Sonny, so Sonny do, uh, Dr., uh, uh, Dr. Frank sat down yeah. with me. And I says, I says, Dr. Frank, you know what? What's going, what's going to happen a year from now? What do you, what do you see happening here? He says, he, you know, Sonny, he says, he says he, he thinks Donald Trump's going to be reinstated. I personally don't see that happening. I personally don't see that happening. Where do you see the country in a year? And given the fact that you have spoken to, to the president, the rightful president, okay, uh, <laughs> but the president, you've spoken to Donald Trump, where do you think he feels the country's going to be in a year? Well, if we don't do something to fix this, what's going on now, this, I don't think there's going to be a country left. But What do you uh, mean by that? Well, this current administration. Look, we got... You're going to be overrun by the UN, or what do you no, mean by no, that? Well, it's, we've got right now, just on the Yuma sector, coming up from, in Mexico, coming up towards Yuma, we got intel that 60,000 migrants are moving up, people migrating. They're not people are coming here to pick lettuce, okay? Hmm. This, is, these are, this is an insurgency of people coming up to bum rush the border. And then we got intel another 200,000 people on a caravan are coming up in the eastern part of Arizona in the Nogales-Douglas area. Now they're going to be hitting the border in about a month. We need, so, and what are they doing now? They're tearing down the dead gum fence that's been built. This is just wrong. What is, what is going to be left of this country? Open borders, drugs coming across the border with just impunity. We're talking an armed invasion. We have, we have video of drug mules armed to the teeth, all cammied up with drug Crossing cops, the front. Cross, crossing the border. Just coming right on in. The border patrol is overwhelmed. They're attacking the... Uh, look, the administration is attacking the border patrol. They're telling these, these guys, all these federal agents, if you don't get the jab, you're, you're fired. So you tell me. Let me ask you. Do you think we're gonna have a country left, or we don't step up? Why does why does why does Kamala Harris go to Guatemala, Sonny? Why does Kamala Harris go to Guatemala before she goes to the border? What's she doing in Guatemala, Sonny? What is she doing in Guatemala? Well, once again, another D word from the Dems: denial. Distract. Is that what it is? Distract, distort. I, you know, look. I, I, the one, the one thing I tell my listeners is look for the Chinese troops. In the United States, under the guise of UN orders, that's um, that's what I see. I don't Sonny. see Chinese troops. I don't see that. Uh, I just see this. Uh, the deep staters are going to basically surrender this um, economically and, and things like that. But yeah, I, I don't get into that. Yeah, they okay. Get crazy, a, you know, sounding stuff. But I, it might be, make me even more angry. Look, it, even if Arizona was able to reclaim the electors right now, it's eleven from three hundred six. 
we only have 11 electors for Arizona. That means the other states got to step up. If we can get down below 270, it has to go to Congress. It's going to have to go to Congress to decertify and reclaim yep. to change everything around. Then it becomes one state, one vote. That's not going to happen until we win the House and the Senate in 22. So these people, are kind of everybody gets all upset and frustrated and go, I'm never going to vote again. My vote's going to be stolen. No, no, you don't surrender. You definitely go to the polls and you make sure that your vote's in there. You, make, you fight for that because there's blood that's been spilled by other people. So you can do that. And if you surrender, you know what? Why don't you just move to Canada? Go somewhere else. Because that means you're not willing to step up and sacrifice and make sure that you go to the polls to make sure that your vote counts. That's what you do. That's what we do as Americans. We step up. We don't, we don't cow down. We're not wallflowers. So you don't, if, you, if you think that your election department's bad, you go down there, you get in their face and make sure that your vote counts. Don't vote by mail. You hand deliver it. If they hand it to you, send it to you in the mail, you hand deliver it. You force it. It's your vote. This is your currency. Your currency is an American. Ladies and gentlemen, Sonny Borelli. Sonny, uh, take a few moments, if you would, just to uh, wind down here. Where would you like listeners to walk away with? What, what's, what, what would you like them to walk away with? Some, some parting words from you, please, sir. Well, you know, uh, I always tell everybody, God laughs at us when we make our own plans. Uh, we'd like to speed things up. Everybody's used to, you know, we're used to the 30s, you know, the 30-second the, the, the sound bite. We're programmed that way, uh, you know, with, with media and everything else. Everybody's used to the TV, you know, things being resolved in the 60-second TV show. Um, we love our instant mashed potatoes, these kinds of things. You know, we flip a switch and there's lights. We like that stuff. But you know what? This is not a one-hour show. This is a miniseries. This is a miniseries. And we can't rush this. This has got to be going. We have, number one, God's got his own clock. He's got his own timing. Um, I keep telling everybody, the, let the investigative team do what they need to do to make sure that they do it right and it's correct. That way, when it gets challenged in court, it's bulletproof. That's what we have to do. It's got to go and, and stay focused on that. Don't let off on the, on the ball. Um, but it's, it's, it's about staying power. Stay focused. Stay motivated, stay vigilant, stay strong. Surrender is not in our creed. It's not in our DNA. We're rebellious by the DNA, but uh, surrender is not in our creed. We're not going to give up. We're and each state, each, each state has a right to a militia, don't they, to defend themselves? Because that's a constitutional right. Yeah, if we're being invaded, it's a constitutional right. If we're being invaded by foreign invaders, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, Second Amendment, obviously. Yeah. Sonny Borelli, uh, thank you for joining the program. Pleasure to have you on Discuss the Truth. Thank you. Prove your net, hire a vet. <laughs>